everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I want to share with you an idea that came up in the patient access discussion at MGMA's annual conference last week in New Orleans. One of the things we talked about is we're trying to make existing appointments count. I mean, as we're trying to manage patient access, one of the things we're trying to do is say, all right, how many appointments is supply and demand, right? How many appointments do we have available? How many of those are filled? And what can we do to make them more valued, more filled, more usable, that kind of thing. And so, you know, reducing no-shows and reducing unsold appointments is part of it. And managing the days to third next available and uh, days to surgery and some of those kind of metrics matter as well. But one of the things we talked about was how do you know how many patients you have? In other words, what is patient tenure? If you're Netflix, you have a really good idea of how many subscribers you have, right? I mean, every you know, 15th of the month, whenever it is that your monthly renewal comes, they have a really good idea if you cancel or not, and Netflix can tell you how many subscribers they have. It's a lot harder in medicine to get your arms around how many patients do I have or how many patients does this provider have? And it might matter for a couple of reasons. It might matter for something like panel size. If you're primary care and you're trying to figure out how many patients can this provider reasonably manage And when do we need to hire a new provider? Some of those kind of things. So trying to figure out how many patients you have is is a tricky thing in medicine. And it's it's very different if you're like a specialty and you intervene and move on, you cure the cancer or whatever it is and move on as compared to primary care when you expect an ongoing relationship or something in between. But take a look at your data and try to get a sense for when does the average patient return to your practice? What should I expect? Do they come back every three months, every six months, every year, every 18 months? And once you have a sense for that, let's say it's every year for the sake of argument, we expect to see them every year, and we might give some fudge factor on the end of that. Maybe we think the patient's lost if we don't see them in 18 months or 24 months or something like that. And by doing those kind of analyses, we can get a sense for how many patients do we really have in our practice and how many can we support. The graphic that's attached to this podcast is something I did for practice, and you'll see that the title is Collections Based on How Long's It Been Since Their Last Visit. So what they did is they said, okay, we're going to grab up all our collections, and then we're going to bucket it, kind of like AR or whatever, but the buckets are, what percentage of my collections come from patients I've never seen before versus patients I've seen in the last 30 days, last 30, 60 days, 61 to 90 days, and on like that. And... What we saw in the practice we did this with was some wide variation in terms of one of the providers, 45% of their money came from patients they'd never seen before. And another provider, 3% of their money came from patients they'd never seen before. But that same provider where 3% would never seen you before, 88% were patients they'd seen in the last 30 days. So very established patient base, 3% of the money is coming from folks they'd never seen before, but a very recurring patient base. 88% of their money, 87.7% was from patients they'd seen in the last 30 days. And by getting your arms around some of those metrics, you can say, oh, look, an average patient, like like we started with, is about a year and after 18 months, we've lost them. And here's what this provider is doing to see their patients more frequently, or this is what this provider is doing to that's not as effective where we're losing patients. We're spending all this money to market to patients and we're making all this effort with referring physicians, but we're, we're not maintaining or retaining the patients. Some of that measurement might be really helpful. So a couple of thoughts. Measure your collections on how long it's been since the last time you saw them. 
and get a sense for, you know, if it if you're seeing a lot of patients from pe- patients you've never seen before, and that's a brand new provider, that tells you one story. If the provider's been here for years and they're churning these patients, that tells you a very different story. You might also look for like an average interval between visits. And so if you can get a sense for that and know when you've lost patients, that's another way to do it. One of the people in the session in New Orleans said, hey, we've got somebody who just maintains a simple Excel spreadsheet and medical records. Anytime somebody wants their records transferred, we have a sense for how often it happens and where they go. And even a simple system like that to kind of give you a sense for how am I doing at retaining patients and how can I do a better job at retaining patients? Which providers are doing a better job? Which locations are doing a better job? Some of those kind of things can give you some sense to kind of justify your marketing dollars and the efforts that you're putting into attracting patients to your practice. That's today's big idea. Get a sense for your patient tenure. You can't be Netflix. You can't be to the penny or to the patient. You can't be that exact. But you can sure be a lot better than most practices are at understanding how long patients stay with your practice and why. I hope that idea is helpful for you as you look at patient access and trying to manage supply and demand in your practice. I look forward to another big idea with you on the next podcast. Thanks for joining me today. 